Hello and welcome back to a brand new Player 2 preview discussion and I'm joined by great friend, legend, Ryan Betson. How are you, mate? I'm very well, my friend. How are you? I'm going pretty well. It's, I think, for both of us. It certainly is for me, but I think for you as well, the first piece of content you've done all year for twenty. Very much, yeah. First thing for 2022, and I'm glad I've been able to share it with you and while also taking a look at like one of the big Jerry. releases. Yeah, one of the big releases of this year as well. So it's... Uh, you know, it's one of the first hitters, at least. It's not there's with back end of January, isn't it? Yeah, twentieth of January. So we're talking about Rainbow Six Extraction or Quarantine, as some of you may or may not know it. Uh, the the latest game in the Rainbow Six franchise, uh, sub franchise. It's a Tom Clancy title. Um, Siege obviously has just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger over the years, and this is now finally a follow up. When did Siege come out? Twenty fifteen, I reckon. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Rainbow. I remember it being way in the early days of Pop C. So that was, you know, yeah. at least around there. It was a really slow start. Like it, it, it was. It came out of the box incredibly slowly, but Ubisoft built it into something massive. Yeah, it had quite a like tumultuous start as well. From memory, like it, it didn't really run all that well. It was a little bit iffy. They didn't really quite nail it. But uh, credit to Ubisoft. As, you know, it's one of the things they have done in some of their games, like For Honor as an example. Like They've yeah. really doubled down on some titles, like knowing the potential of what it is and pushing forward. And Siege has been one of those as well. Yeah, they don't, they don't give up on their titles, regardless Not of the start titles, they might have. Not all titles, but some titles, yeah. Uh, I'm struggling to come up, come up with one that they might have just gone, eh, kick it to the go, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. No, what are you talking about? They've just dumped ev- NFTs in there. <laughs> the, the, the future is bright. Uh, I, won't, I won't dunk on it too much. Uh, thank you to Ubisoft Australia for <laughs> the incredible segue there, for the opportunity <laughs> to play Rainbow Six Extraction. It was a preview build. Um, it was streamed to me um, via via Parsec, so this is, it wasn't a code or any of that sort of stuff, so I can't sit here and say, I played it on PC or console or whatever, like, it was just streamed to me. I used a controller, so I guess it's like the, the, the console experience, you know, what, whatever we want, whatever we want, yeah, running on a PC, which I guess you can do that in as well, like the console with, uh, sorry, controller. He just played it, ladies and gentlemen. I played he it, just streamed it. to me, I don't know about you, that uh, whether you've had any of these experiences in the past, that was the first game that I've actually streamed in my house. So that was a little revelatory experience for me as well. Yeah, I've I've not I'm not on the same like echelon that you are. We get to play sweet games through Parsec. Um, so no, I've never really attempted any of the the game streaming because obviously like PS Now isn't here. I don't use uh, like XCloud the, or anything XCloud, like yeah. that. So for me, it, it would have been a whole new experience. Like, but for you shared some footage with me, so I've seen seen the game. And people um, will see little spliced up bits popping up in this, uh, overlaying us at various points throughout this video as well. Yeah, so like it was, it seemed to run pretty well, at least from from a streaming, but also just yeah. a general gameplay. Yeah, I did did not have any technical hiccups in that respect whatsoever. Um, some little, you know, preview period. There's little bugs and those sort of things that are going to get ironed out. Um, one in particular that we found quite funny. Yeah. those of us playing and and uh, you and I watching the video back not the sort of things we'll have to contend with in the final build yeah. so um, one of the things you should preface uh, this preview with for those that don't know uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine is essentially extraction a P- uh, extraction sorry yeah. you mentioned Quarantine before and it threw me off extraction is essentially a PvE version yeah. of Siege even down to the operators the sort of the, the players that the characters that you play as or with their different skills and abilities so instead of versing each other in different teams you're taking on an alien invasion yeah what are what are referred to as archaeans 
Yeah, so I think I believe the original concept may have been some infected or some zombies, but in the, too the, real the world, pandemic. the world that we live in is a little too real, so they seem to have changed their idea. Yeah, so for alien, those you alienated, alienated them, whatever. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Because like you know, looking at some of the influences for what I think what of the game would have been in terms of its character design is you're looking at your Left for Dead's, your Back for Bloods. Like they look kind of infected, but they've they've, yeah. they've a little bit tweaked to be a bit more alien. There's like general grunts. There was bloaters. There was all sort of the main uh, enemy types that you would see. Did they feel like your general enemy types? Yeah, they did. Um, and I guess yeah, we should know. So I've I played the game, Ryan. I've shared the footage with, so you can check it out. And yeah, they um, they did they did look and feel like those those archetypes that we've seen in other in other games, whether they're the single player or multiplayer varieties in the past. You've got those blowery style ones or those kind of inflated pus balls that you shoot and they explode gas. And oh, it sounds got, hot when you put it like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was turned on. Um, <laughs> you've got you know you've got the sort that will sprint at you. You've got others that, that kind of. Keep, hang back and they kind of control uh, they kind of control and dictate what's going on with the others the ai was really really smart they played it really really well yeah i did see and that then, yeah. and i'm sure you probably noticed as well one of the things that was big in siege is that whole idea of you know those distractible environments and you've got walls that you can barricade or use as an opportunity to break through they're using those to break through as well so there's a little bit of that i mean obviously in siege it was it was all human teams but that AI is thinking through these scenarios as if you were a human playing going, well, that wall, I know that they're on the other side of that wall. Let's burst through it and have a crack. And they yeah, would. that is fascinating because one of my one of my earliest memories of Siege is I got myself into a corner because I've only really played mostly of your traditional shooters like your Call of Duties, like Battlefields at yep. the time. And I backed myself into a corner and I barricaded the three walls around me like, ha ha ha. And then I knew one, I knew one way they could come in. Next thing, like Sledge, I believe it was, just ripped through the wall behind me and just shot me in the back of the head. And I was like... Oh, I'm gonna have to relearn how to play this game, yeah. and it, yeah, as you said, it seems to be that way. Because I even noticed in your gameplay, you kind of shot through a wall at one point. Now, because we couldn't hear, there was no mics, we couldn't hear you, but it was just like it's almost like you shot through it by accident. And went, oh shit, hang on, and then <laughs> kind of ran with it. It was is cool. That, is that the one where like there was one of those little pus ball guys on the other side, yeah, bloaters on the other side? Because I was standing far too close and copped a bit of the explosive damage as a result too. But no, I, I realized because there is that kind of it has that unfinished wall sort of look. Mm. Um, like the timber, like you got timber there instead of you know anything plaster or concrete or whatever. So like I kind of knew and knowing what I knew about Siege and you know having played a little bit of it, um, but nothing at great length. Um, knowing what you could do, I knew that that was an option. I just uh, misjudged how big a blast radius that thing would have when it did it. But um, Dude, that's and it was, something I was, was well. Where I was like, consider. oh, hang on, these are possibilities that I can you know consider now, and there are more. And I guess kind of that point you're making now that was obviously a byproduct of the. The tar- what I was shooting at there and the damage it can create, but the environmental threats, like you don't really have those in Siege. It's it's the other players you need to look out for. And obviously, you know, they might have a little rolly, I can't remember what they're called, but those little rolly drones across the ground. That, there are you know, traps, yeah. Yeah, there's, but... there's traps and those sort of things, but like there's this acidic, horrible alien substance that's kind of creeping all over the walls that emanate from these nests that you want to take out as well because that's where Arkeans will come out of but also where this kind of sprawl comes from and as it spreads around like you get slowed down as you move through that so you would have noticed in the footage I was shooting the ground a lot not yes in, not uh, in the byproduct of a particular bug that I faced a couple of times um, but 
like I was consciously shooting the ground because I want to clear out the path so that I can move through that easier and not get bogged down. If if things go awry and I need to bolt, I don't want to be slowed down by anything along the way. You also would have noticed later on that there was this greener version of that, which was like a, a, a toxic one that it would actually damage you if you were in there as well. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't just simply slow you down, but it would damage you as well. So I'm looking to take all that out. It spreads really, really fast. There's some environments where as you move into a particular part of a subzone, it's been completely consumed by that stuff. So you almost have to check that idea of, I'm just going to clear all this stuff out at the door. You need to clear the path for yourself, and that's about it. Shoot the floor, get through, take out anything along the way, see if you can find the nest where this stuff's coming from so it doesn't spread back over the path that you've created. But you've just got to, it's that push forward sort of mentality that you yeah, need so to adopt in those sort of instances. So with Siege, uh, like it, you have to play as a team. There is no rogue uh, yeah. combatants in, in Siege. If you don't work as a team, you will fail. And it feels like this could deliver that exact same requirement, especially if you have to have someone that like maybe monitors the environment to keep an eye on that stuff to keep keep that path clear. Because yeah. as you, because when you are ex- literally extracting things, hence the name, uh, you know it's ideal for you to be able to have a clear path back. Because even something as simple as having a way back for your other players because once you lose an operator you have to go retrieve them is that right yeah um yeah if, if you lose them in a in a in a round or whatever they're out of action until you recover them you have to get in there and one of one of your objectives in the next in the next sequence your next kind of run will be retrieve someone who's gone mia um so you'll have to you'll have to do that that gets them back in the party but even then it takes a little bit of time for them to recover and it's the same if you, if you go with an operator and even if they survive they don't get taken out but they get injured mm. that's going to take a few rounds as well before they actually recover so it, it forces your hand to explore what all the different operators can do because you're going to need them at some point yeah you can't rely kind of on your main anymore yeah. yeah exactly that's that's kind of and you know you dropping that word main that's the key thing you won't have a main or you, or you might one that you really would like to go to first and foremost but you need to have options B, C, D, E, F because you're probably going to burn through all of them at various stages. Especially when you take on things which you would have seen towards the end there, the Maelstrom, proto- uh, the Maelstrom uh, Protocol mission mm-hmm. there, which is, it basically follows the same structure as the core ones. In the, in the core the core missions, when you go out, there's three different sub-zones that you go through, try and complete all three objectives, and that's it. Bounce, you're great. Maximize your XP, all that sort of thing. Maelstrom's like feels like it's like two or three times the size of that. It's just sequence after sequence after sequence and it's constantly escalating in difficulty they're throwing the absolute kitchen sink at you it's high level stuff it's kind of top end stuff for the sake of um our preview they okay we need you to bounce out we're going to ratchet your level up so you can go in here and do this later on which is why you might have seen in some of the footage i sent you a bit of sitting in the uh, sitting in the main menu for a while. Yeah, like we uh, yeah we did get some really good like look at uh, you know like the weapon selections and or like if if you're a fan of me- menus like your footage was like the best place. People because you saw all the dates. So you know here's a smash cut of just page in menus. Um, but like it was really good because like you I feel that you know your loadouts etc is something that's incredibly important yep. in siege and I believe it'll be incredibly important in extraction as well. So be able to go, to see all the intricacies that will allow for that because as you said if you're working as that team you need to communicate you need to make sure that you have this and you have that and 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 head on in. Like now granted you were playing via streaming through through Parsec as you mentioned. Yep. But how did it feel? Oh, I mean, it as, felt as fantastic. A... No, no, it, like, uh, in, uh, it played ex- 
sorry, it played exactly the same as Siege in that respect. Mm-hmm. It felt just like Siege. I mean, obviously, all the characters kind of dragged and dropped across. I think that was probably, I don't want to presume too much, but I feel like that was possibly the easiest part of the development for those working on Extraction. It's like, grab the characters, they work a treat, stick them in there. Let's just make sure that we balance everyone right so that in, in this new setting with this new threat and the fact it's not P- PvP anymore, we're actually having to work together against one enemy um, that's not human controlled are they all going to coexist well can this work can this balancing work? and so that's probably been where the majority of the focus has been in that respect because yeah it feels it feels great to shoot um the, the movement's solid you can you can pick a little difference between the i guess the the heavies versus the the kind of lighter more maybe medic style focus characters that don't pack huge weapons and that sort of thing some little subtle things like that i did notice and i referenced it in my article it's on the site as well when i was playing um, this particular preview session, my, uh, I was the only person using a controller for the for the demo. The other okay. two, which was another media out, another media outlet, sorry, media outlet, and the Ubisoft re- representative, they were both playing mouse and keyboard. And so you would have noticed that there's these little spores, mm-hmm. little little tiny little green ball things that, like, if you just happen to go past them, they'll just stick to you, and they start sapping your sapping your health they could be melee off or if you see them first you shoot them but they're really really small so I, I feel like that's potentially going to be an issue for when you're in the heat of combat a lot's going on and that sort of thing for a console player where there's just not as much precision to the the, the sticks there that could potentially cause more, those little things them and the sludge could cause more grief for the console player than they will for the mouse and keyboard because you've just got that little ex- touch extra I was just watching on as like, yeah. I'd be in the air and I'd see teammates go pop that they're so, done. So from Whereas, the information you've given me, like if you mentioned the terms of uh, the Ubisoft representatives going there and, and sort of messing about in the back end and scaling it, I'd imagine that you, what you were playing was a PC build. I would like to, yeah, would I like to think yeah, there would be some sort of aim assist when it comes to console. Um, yeah, probably. The, obviously aim assist is quite common uh, for first person shooters in consoles in general. And I yeah. imagine they probably scaled that across here as well. It'd be pretty I hope that's the case otherwise. because yeah, it, and it might've purely been that, that I was playing the PC version with a, with a controller. Um, Because I was playing a PC version with the controller. Fingers crossed. Um, The React it checks out in order to have that that back end console stuff. Wouldn't it would make sense? Yeah. The React Tech, which is obviously the the various tricks and traps and tools that all the all the different operators have. Again, to that point before about you've got your big heavies, you've got your medics, you've got everyone in the middle. Those those tools really did the job as well. And you probably noticed from the footage that I I mostly lent on the same things. I recognised that I was with the controller possibly going to be the the sort of the sprayer because yeah. like you did pick a lot of assault rifles uh and sort of set yeah. smgs rather than um, and, the and more precision shots recognize yeah exactly and recognizing that as a result i was probably going to be the dead weight of the three which you know if you look at some of the the footage in the end i wasn't i actually helped my own okay and certainly pocketed most uh, the most xp on the majority <laughs> of rounds but we'll just we'll, mostly oh. from blast fire just yeah and, and some Brain. great strategic targets. No, anyway, uh, <laughs> but like I, I would recognise that. Okay, I'm probably the one that's most at risk here. So I'm going out with the the extra, um, like the extra med pack that if I if I go down, I can lift myself back up, which came uh, came in handy once or twice. There was a couple other times where I'd get picked up or I'd go and pick someone else up. They weren't they weren't touting those. They were a little more aggressive and understandably so. I needed that little extra perk and it worked. And they, it's all those sort of things that need to balance out to create this really functional co-op experience and it 
it's working a treat like i'm feeling really really positive about about how it all plays so far Fantastic, because you said it is one of the first big hitters of the year, um, and like especially for me, um, which I'm so glad to be able to talk to you about this and see the footage is because like PvP isn't a thing for me. I'm not competitive yeah, I'm enough nor skilled enough where I like the idea of playing with my friends and uh, you know then just taking on the environment. That's why I love the division so much and Division Two specifically. I'm actually replaying it right now as the time of recording, and right, you know. Dancing yeah you know it and like you and i played it together at the time as well we did yeah so like being able to sort of team up the only person that you actually gave your time to and that you were, you were. i played the entire solo. campaign solo which i don't, don't doesn't appear to be the case here but uh you know I'll, I'll make do and i'll play with play with people but were you excited going into this and where are you at now do like a, a you know pulse check um i couldn't have cared less before and i don't mean that in an overly disparaging sense but you know there's a lot of co-op shooters out there i've got a few that i'm really happy with the borderlands of the world and that sort of thing that and and division as well not that i've gone back i was i was talking to you before the recording i'm looking at going and playing outriders soon like there's those sort of experiences there already division so yeah yeah, yeah. that i'm all pretty happy and comfortable with and i didn't feel like like i didn't have any sort of real ties to the rainbow six franchise or anything like that so i didn't feel like i needed to now i do like mm. I really, really enjoyed my time with this, and can already picture myself, you know, PS5 or DualSense in hand, loading up with you and Max and whoever else, and diving into it for a long time. Like this, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll be more than happy to join you if uh, if the opportunity comes our way. I'll be that'd be awesome. So, well, I mean, I've, I've got a the opportunity's got to come my way as well. We'll see what happens there, <laughs> but but I am. I'm really keen on it. I'm, I'm feeling yeah. really good. So before we wrap things up, because I feel that we've kind of touched surface level on anything. Is there anything that you, you, you saw or you felt your experience that you want to dive a little bit deeper on? Because like obviously, no. me only seeing the footage, I only see, no, no, see so much. Like how obviously you playing it and getting a bit more in, a bit more involved in it. Is there something that you want to touch upon? No, I mean, like that, that balancing I spoke about for the operators and everything before, I think it's one of the real key things here. Now, I mean, that's the key for any sort of competitive or cooperative game of any sort really but they really have nailed and that does extend even to how the the enemies themselves are balanced and the way that they're being distributed to you in these various different encounters even down to the objectives that you've got to complete and the sequence of them you're not getting things that are too samey there's about oh, i can't remember now about 12 different possible objectives that you could have on any given mission now they all can kind of like there's a few that are you know defend this space and varieties of that there's others that are okay go and track down this person there's you know kind of capture the flaggy style things there there are those sort of even escort style ones where it's okay you've got this one key and we need to be able to bring that to the extraction point so try and get its interest and then keep it alive as we get it over like there, there are all variations of typical sort of ones but there's lots of different variants within that and the way they distribute them means that you're not just going to be doing the same thing over and over and over again which is good each each individual round itself uh, lasts up to 15 minutes mm-hmm. um yeah because so, there's like actual extraction time limit rather than yeah, you do have a time limit, so, yeah. which which is great in that sense um i mean you probably noticed from the footage we we're clearing most of those objectives until we took on some higher level stuff um we we're clearing those objectives with a fair bit of time left over so you can be a bit more methodical and that sort of thing if you want especially if you are trying to be conscious of keeping your operators intact for subsequent rounds you can really take your time like everything's balanced really really well in terms of the enemies in terms of the way they're distributing those objectives to you, the operators the tools that you've got it all it all works really really well you can tell that I mean, everything they've learned from siege and that competitive setting that pvp setting 
has been translated over here and it's where it's needed to it's been adapted to fit the setting and it works i'm i'm really really positive about it let's not have any nfts pop up here either but i'm feeling really good about the game good to hear good yeah. to hear and it comes out yeah the back end of 20 January 20 yeah, January, 20 oh i had some extra days in yeah there. We're, we're we're about two weeks away um Oof. as of when as of when this goes up about yeah less than two weeks so oh keep your eyes out for it on the consoles and on pc yeah, I might have to type a little email up, I think. Email out, to... yeah. Hey, yeah, run, run out of time, more. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's Mr. Ubisoft here to talk to you. It's all good. I'm looking very excited to hopefully be able to play it together. Thank you for bringing me on for the no, chat. No Imagine, let me see your footage. It's very, very cool. No, Betson, thanks for coming on the show, mate, and uh, and checking out the footage, watching me shoot walls for a while. Um, it was it was all good fun. Uh where should people go as i said this is your first piece of content for the year but it even is as of this weekend the the show resumes i believe so uh the weekend after but yeah oh, so if you want to if you want to check me out you can i'm shamelessly wearing my shirt today for the players the pop culture is playstation podcast one of the top playstation pods made in the country uh, comes, comes it there you go it comes out each and every week uh on mondays at 8 a.m when your podcast services 9 a.m on those youtubes uh yeah enjoy max and i as we talk about everything uh playstation related where it fits in in where in the current system the kind of model new games you name it uh it's what, what was it referred to is the late show of yes, podcasts yeah. it's, uh, it's because it's full of personality there's a, it's a bunch of silly uh but also it is it is very good it's very entertaining and i can say that because i make it but you know if you if you want i'll agree to stuff, that and i'm don't, i don't make it so yeah i just I, appreciate I, I pop up from time to time but no i i'm not a part of it and i love it so it's Thank it's you, one of my highlights of every week so be sure to go check out the show um as well as all things pop c Oh yeah, go well, and harass me on Twitter. You can at HaggardMC, H-A-G-G-A-R-D-M-C. Uh, it's probably the best place to harass me on social media. And as I mentioned, the years just kicked off for Player 2 as well. So be sure to visit the website, player2.net.au for all the written stuff, the, the written preview for the game is here. We've got uh, previews for the year ahead there that Matt Houston's been working on. There's reviews that are already starting to bank up somehow. Um, a few drags from last year that I think uh, have got to roll out and a couple of my own that I've got to take care of. Better <laughs> Um, so, so be sure to check all that stuff out uh, on my end I guess on the podcast site make sure to go check out Patched or, and or Dev Diary uh, Dev Diary is going to start up next week so I think I'll I guess I'll squeeze that first episode out just before you return with uh, FTP for the year but be sure to go check out all the podcasts there as well awesome stuff and for me personally you can find me at Paul James Games at the website at Player2AU as I said Betson thanks for coming on the show mate no worries thank you for having me not a problem uh, everyone watching listening I hope you enjoyed Rainbow Six uh, Extraction I nearly said quarantine I nearly fell from my own trap it is out January 20 on the consoles and PC go check it out thank you to Ubisoft for the opportunity and we'll see you later <laughs>